Welcome back to another episode of Important Miscellaneous Talks, where we are changing the world one podcast at a time. And today we have the legendary health guru, Ben. How do you pronounce your last name? Azadi. Azadi. Okay, okay. Please introduce yourself. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me on your show, Glassford. Um, as you said, I teach health and nutrition. Keto is my jam. My company is called Keto Camp. And our mission is to educate and to inspire 1 billion people to help the human population understand how incredible the human body is. And if you could do the right things to reduce inflammation in your body, you could overcome any symptoms you might be dealing with. So I have four books, all best-selling books. We've got a big YouTube channel, a, a top podcast, and uh, a growing TikTok channel. We're just doing our best to get the message out there and, and doing conversations like this with your audience is how we can accomplish that mission and educate a lot more people. So thanks for having me, dude. No problem. So how is inflammation, why, why is inflammation so detrimental to people's health? And what are some of the best ways to combat that? There's, there's two types of inflammation. It's a good question and a very important question because if you think about every single disease is linked to inflammation, uh, excessive inflammation. So there's one type of inflammation, which, uh, which is acute inflammation, right? An example of that would be playing basketball and you sprain an ankle and your ankle gets inflamed and, the, and it swells up. And then your body creates different processes to deal with that. And then you get better. That's acute short term. Uh, when I refer to inflammation, I'm not talking about that type of inflammation. I'm talking about chronic inflammation where your body is just naturally or not naturally, but every single day producing inflammatory processes because of your lifestyle behaviors. So perfect example would be for you, because I know that you're a Lakers fan. Um, one of my good friends, uh, she's a colleague of mine. Her name is Dr. Kay Shanahan. She was actually the nutritionist for the Los Angeles Lakers when Kobe was there. She introduced Kobe Bryant to bone broth and took Dwight Howard off his sugar addiction, put him on bone broth. Uh, and she's great friends of mine. I interviewed her a couple of times. So um, she brought the, has done tremendous research on the most inflammatory fats out there that cause the most inflammation. And they're vegetable oils, seed oils, right? Canola oil, soybean oil, cottonseed oil. They're in a lot of processed foods. And when we consume these on a consistent basis, it creates a lot of inflammation in your body. And when you think about inflammation, it means your body's blocked. Your body can't do the job that it needs to do. It's like if I hit my mute button here on the mic, there would be a miscommunication. You'd be frustrated. I'd be frustrated. There's going to be dysfunction. That's kind of what's happening when you eat the wrong foods and have the wrong lifestyle behaviors. Your communication system gets blocked. So we want to make sure we're addressing the things that's causing inflammation. And as you remove those sources, then the body could go back to that communication process and heal itself. It could reverse cancer. It could reverse diabetes. It could, you could lose 200 pounds. You could do all the things you need to do, but the inflammation needs to be addressed. And then first and foremost, we need to know what's causing that inflammation. So I would start with those oils uh, and then explore other lifestyle behaviors. So describe your diet and the benefits of said diet. I, I uh, eat whole foods. So I eat real food. I stay away from those seed oils that I mentioned. I eat mostly when I cook oil, food and oil, I'm going to use saturated fats and monounsaturated fats. So those are going to be like butter, ghee, beef tallow, avocado oil, coconut oil, olive oil. Those are my go-to oils to cook with and use in salad dressings. I personally do well on primarily eating meat, uh, red meat, 
chicken eggs, uh, more of like a carnivore ish approach. I feel really good when I do that. So I eat a lot of meat. As a matter of fact, this month, the month of June, the whole 30 days of June, I'm doing carnivore, which is nothing but meat. <laughs> so every time I do that, I feel great. And then when I don't do carnivore, I'll have some green leafy vegetables, uh, things that I don't make it a compromise on. I'll have sugar sometimes. I'll have ice cream and gelato and all that because I'm metabolically flexible. But what I, what I won't ever have is these seed oils. And I also stay away from gluten as well because I don't do well with that. Mm. Now, you mentioned an all-meat diet. And I feel as though everywhere you look, the people who are involved in the health industry are telling you to avoid more meat, especially red meat. So how does it work for you? And how, how can you make a meat diet work for you? And why are so many people against it? There's a lot of people for it too. Um, it's just that the people who are against it are really good at marketing these vegan uh, people, <laughs> vegan individuals. There's a lot of propaganda. So you see all these films that come out. People in the health space who understand science and nutrition will watch some of those films like Game Changers and there's a few others I can't think of. And you could go and look up the science that they reference and it's all BS. You know, when they tell you eating red meat is bad for you, they're putting all red meat in the same category. There's a big difference between eating red meat from cows that are eating a natural diet of grass and they're finished on grass. They had a natural farm environment versus cows that were tortured, pumped full of antibiotics, pumped full of medication, pumped full of seed oils. I agree with them. Those are bad meats you want to stay away from. But if you're getting yourself quality meats, quality products, it is so anti-inflammatory. High quality red meat is one of the highest potent uh, foods you could eat, meaning the most um, beneficial to your human body. As a matter of fact, beef liver, there's no vegetable or fruit that compares to the amount of vitamins and minerals in beef liver alone. It is like mother nature's multivitamin. So when you hear somebody saying, you gotta be vegan, you gotta stay away from red meat, they're either blatantly lying to you or they're really confused and the propaganda uh, has gotten to them. But red meat can be great as long as you get it from a quality source. Interesting. Would you say that that most red meat is pumped full of the, the bad stuff and that's probably a reason why people want you to stay away from it? Yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah, if you go to your typical supermarket. So here's what you want to look for at your supermarket. You want to look for uh, either one, it should say either 100% grass fed or it should say grass fed and grass, grass finished when you're looking at red meat. When you're looking at chicken and turkey, which is like the poultry category, you want to look for pastured and free range organic. And when you're buying eggs, you want to look for pastured, organic and non-GMO. Um, so you're right, because most of the products out there, animal based products are not that. So you got to do your job and kind of look at the ingredients or look at the labels. But they're out there. You just got to make the right decision. But once you're aware of these different terms, you could get the right sources. On your Instagram page, you talked about how social media can affect you both mentally and physically. I think the how it affects you mentally is relatively obvious, but go and talk more about how it affects you physically. Physically, Absolutely. Um, whatever happens mentally happens physically. For example, there's a great scientist. He's a cell biologist. His name is Dr. Bruce Lipton. I've interviewed him on my podcast. He has proven that your thoughts communicate with your cells to produce proteins and stem cells. 
So your thoughts, those 60,000 thoughts that you have every single day, that's the average amount of thoughts we all have every single day. If they're negative thoughts, angry thoughts, hateful thoughts that we typically will get when we're in that social media feed, there's a lot of like propaganda, negativity, comparison, gossip. You start to think negative thoughts because of that social media feed when you're sucked into that matrix. And when you're in that negative mindset, that frequency tells your DNA in your cells to produce inflammatory proteins. Mm. So when you could isolate yourself from social media, look, I love social media. I think it's an amazing tool. I run my entire businesses on social media, but I use it. I don't let it use me. When you could detach from being used by social media, then you could change your thoughts and you could change your physical health because what you think about uh, manifest as your reality. Uh, you become what you think about most of the time. Mm -hmm. And if you're on social media all the time, those thoughts would probably be negative thoughts. Gotcha. So do you have any tips to think better thoughts? Yes, gratitude. Gratitude is the single most important practice you can do to change your thoughts, change your physiology, change your health. A lot of people think it's silly. It's like, yeah, right, Ben. Mm -hmm. Gratitude, come on. But I'm telling you, if you could commit the next 60 days to writing down 10 things you're grateful for before bed and 10 things you're grateful for in the morning, watch what it will do to transform your health. Because when you, universal law, right? This is a universal law. It's, you can't argue universal laws, like gravity, right? If I, uh, if, I if you said um, that gravity doesn't exist and you're like, I don't believe in gravity, but I'm holding up this pamphlet here and I just drop it. Even though you don't believe in it, you see that it, it exists, right? It's a universal law. Another universal law is what you feed energy to expands. So with gratitude, you're feeding energy to all the things that you appreciate and what you appreciate appreciates. You get more things to be grateful for. So it changes your physical health, changes your mental health, changes your hormones, reduces inflammation. So that's the best way to do it. Gratitude, I call it vitamin G. Get that vitamin G every single day and you'll change your thoughts with that. What would you suggest to someone who feels like they're naturally grateful? Do you feel like they would have to kind of remind themselves consistently of the things that they're grateful for? Like really pay attention to it? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say pay attention to it. I mean, yeah, that's one way to put it. I would say um, to really feel the gratitude. There's one thing to like know that you're grateful for something and kind of write it down and do a checklist. But to take it to another level, you want to really feel it and experience it. Uh, let it, you know, sit there for a little bit. For example, mm -hmm. like if you're grateful for, you know, having a mom who gets, you know, she cooks amazing home cooked meals, like really feel what it feels like to eat a really delicious meal from your mom and have that support from your mother. And really the feeling part is, is very important. So don't look at gratitude as a checklist or something, you know, look at it as something you want to really feel as you um, practice it. Got you. Where does your love of health come from? Well, I was very much the opposite of healthy. I was unhealthy. I was obese for 24 years, physically obese, mentally obese, depressed, suicidal, addicted to video games, drugs, bad environment, hanging out with gang members here in Miami. So when I was 24 years old, I wanted to give up on life. And thankfully I didn't. And I got my act together and I lost 80 pounds. That was 14 years ago. And that's what got me started in the health space. And then along the way, my dad ended up dying from um, a stroke from his diabetes. And uh, for nine months, he suffered in the hospital. And I saw that suffering take place. So that was another thing that really inspired me to understand the metabolism, the human body better. 
so I could educate other people so they don't have to suffer the way that my dad did and the way that I did when my dad was sick. How old are you? 37. 37. Uh, what ages were you obese for? Until I was 24 years old. Oh, so oh, the first 24. Wow. First 24 years of my life. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. What are some of the things that you did to dig yourself out of that? Reading books, number one. Um, you know, Bob Proctor, I recommend if somebody's in a depressive uh, state, go check out Bob Proctor. He's got YouTube videos, seminars, books, Bob Proctor, Dr. Wayne Dyer, another great guy. Um, but the books, I mean, the books was number one, but the, what the books did would, would help me take responsibility. You got to take responsibility. I was blaming everyone before, but when I take responsibility and ownership, um, that's what got me really inspired to take action because our greatest ability is our responsibility. And when you are responsible, you're the victor of your future. You're not the victim of your history. So read books, change your environment, take responsibility and take it one day at a time, one tweak a week, uh, small keys, unlock big doors. You don't have to do a whole bunch of changes day one, just small little tweaks, stack some wins and get some momentum. What is the biggest tip you would give to someone to improve their physical health and the biggest tip you give to someone to improve their mental health? It's a good question. Physical health and mental health. I'm going to, it's the same tip for both mm. it, it, because they're both to me, they're both connected. So I mentioned you got 60,000 thoughts per day. If you get, get really aware and clear on those conversations you're having inside of your head every single day, and whenever you have a negative thought, a stinking thinking thought, change that to a positive thought, a thought that's going to serve you and serve your health. And the better you get at that, it's going to change not just your mental health, but in turn, your physical health. Mm. So I would say that would be my number one tip. Get really aware of those thoughts. And your greatest power is to change your thoughts to a powerful, empowering thought. Gratitude will help with that. Changing your environment will help with that. Turning off the news, because whatever is in your environment will determine those thoughts. So if you have people in your life who are negative, who are gossiping, who are not supporting you, you got to make a decision to spend less time with them. If you're watching the news all day long or on social media all day long, you got to detach from that. And when you do that, then it'll make it much easier for you to change the thoughts for the better. And when you change those thoughts for the better, it'll manifest in physical health too. How can thinking positively increase your physical health? Well, the universal law that I stated, whatever you feed energy, energy to expands and right. And, and those thoughts create proteins in your body. So you get what you think about most of the time. And if you are doing the perfect diet, you're doing CrossFit, you're doing intermittent fasting, you're very active, but you got stinking thinking, mm. it's going to be impossible to heal your body. You got, this is the, this is the work, the inner sizing. Bob Proctor once said 95% of success is mindset. Only 5% is strategy. That goes for physical health. As it goes for every every part of your life. What would you say is the biggest purpose with the content that you create? What do you What are you trying to accomplish? I want to give people hope. I want to inspire them. Uh, we know that the conventional medical system does not work. We know that the nutrition advice that we get from our government does not work. We know that there's a lot of disease on the rise and doesn't have to be that way. The human body is capable of healing itself, but what we need to do is remove the interference, the inflammation that we spoke about at the very beginning. So my goal is to inspire people, to give them hope 
so they could start asking the right questions and going down the right direction and believing in their human body, which is capable of healing itself. Mm. Interesting. Well, what are some of the benefits of fasting? Fasting checks the box on many, many benefits. Um, the inflammation part is key. Uh, it'll, your body will reduce inflammation because the opposite of fasting is eating throughout the day. And I always tell people, I say, hey, if you want to age faster than anybody you know, eat every two to three hours because you're going to keep challenging your digestive system. You're going to keep raising glucose and insulin. You're going to be in a constant fed state that will age you faster. So fasting means you're not eating. So you're not challenging your digestive system. You're allowing your body to reset, to recover. There's also another process in the body called autophagy and fasting is a great way. One of the, one of the ways to activate autophagy, which just means when you're not eating food, your body thinks, oh, we need to get energy from somewhere. So the body, the innate intelligence inside of the body looks for cells that are inflamed, cells that are not functioning well, and it starts to repair those cells. It's so incredible. And I always give the analogy of this process, like a refrigerator, right? Let's say Glassford, you open up your refrigerator and you have all these groceries in it that have an expiration date. Mm -hmm. What would happen if you let all the groceries inside of your refrigerator expire, but instead of throwing them into the trash, you kind of just push them towards the back of the fridge and buy new groceries and, and kind of leave it there. That's going to be disgusting, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be nasty. Disease will manifest in that environment. Well, the human body is like this refrigerator. We have cells, proteins, mitochondria that have an expiration date on them. When you fast, it turns on autophagy and it's like getting rid of these expired groceries, cleaning out the junk. So that's, you know, just a couple benefits of fasting. You could lose weight with it. It'll help turn your brain on. Great for entrepreneurs, helps you stay focused. So the list goes on and on and on. Fasting is such a terrific tool. What are some of the ways to best maximize your fast? The best way is to first do, I recommend doing keto beforehand, getting your body metabolically flexible and fat adapted a couple, so 14 days or so of a low carb, higher fat and protein nutritional approach, AKA keto, and, and then doing fasting right after that makes a big difference. If you go into fasting too soon and you haven't done the work, you want to think of fasting as a muscle, muscle that you build up just like a bicep muscle. You got to build up. Fasting is like a, a muscle. Keto is a great way to prepare that muscle for training. A lot of people who just go right into fasting, but they're eating a high carbohydrate diet they struggle really bad to fast because they don't have the metabolic flexibility to do it. So the number one tip would be go low and slow and do keto for 14 days first. Mm. How does someone become the next Ben Azadi? Azadi, right? You said it right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say don't become me, be, be your own, your own uh, person. But and are you saying it in regards to just like a social media presence or books or what, what specifically? Yeah, I mean, the, the overall persona, I, I guess, just if they're trying to reach your level of success. Got it. Yeah. Say? Yeah. Got it. Great, great question. Um, number one, commit, you know, ha be committed. Don't just be interested. There's a difference between being committed and being interested. When you're committed, you do whatever it takes. No excuses. When you're interested, you do it only when it's convenient. So commit, number one. Number two, find out your why. Like my why is to educate on health. Your why might be to educate on sports, to educate on video games, to educate on whatever, cooking. 
whatever is important to you. And not that my why is better than yours or vice versa. Like find out what your why is, commit to it. And frequency creates the genius. I mentioned 2008 is when I started getting into the health space. 14 years ago, right? There's no such thing as an overnight success. I'm not an overnight success. In fact, I think I still have a long way to go. It's just consistent repetition, consistent action. It's the frequency that creates the genius. So find out what's important to you, commit to it, and frequency, doing something every single day. I study every single day, three years, excuse me, three hours per day for 14 years I've been studying. So I would say to be a master of your craft, it won't happen overnight, but month after month, get better. Year after year, get better. And eventually you'll find yourself um, doing the things that you love to do and getting paid for it as well. Got you. Wow, this is fantastic. My last question, if you got dinner with five people dead or alive, who would it be? Mm. I mean, Kobe Bryant would be pretty cool. I'll throw him into the mix because he's right behind you there. Uh, Bob Proctor, this gentleman right here, he passed away as well two, uh, three months ago. Wow. Uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, another guy who changed my life. He's also passed away. Uh, my dad, who's also passed away, that's four. So let me explain why for each person, because you asked why. So Kobe Bryant, I think he's got such a master mindset. He's a killer mentality, you know, mama mentality. I, I want to know, like, I want to ask him, how did he push through in the days where he felt like he was tired and he had all the excuses in the world? And how did he just find a way to push through? Uh, Bob Proctor, I mean, I never met him, even though he saved and changed my life. So I want to ask him so many questions about um, I want to share with him about myself. I want him to know how much he's uh, changed my life. Wayne Dyer, same thing. Never met him. I also want to tell him how much he's saved my life. My dad, I want to tell him, you know, uh, that I, I'm sorry because there's a lot of things that I feel like I could have done for him that I know now that I didn't know back then that would have probably saved his life. Uh, I just want to have another conversation with my dad. And then the fifth person, the fifth person would maybe be Einstein just because I'm just guy so was so brilliant and I would just love to have a conversation with such a brilliant person got you thank you so much for coming on it means a lot to me thank you thank you for having me keep up the good work brother um